1: Thank you. All right. What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of Bogey Free. I'm your host, Matt Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Jones TFR. And we have two two weeks in a row now with power from Mr. Evan Cheney, uh, who you can find on Twitter at eChaney sixty nine. What's up, man? How we doing?
2: Dude, Pico's gonna cut off our power at some point just to just to fuck Pico? With yeah, that, that's our works. that's our energy company.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I, like I frequently tweet out. about them. If, yeah I know I that's why I had to mute you
2: oh yes <laughs> I, that's what a uh, red button I saw um but you know, actually
1: I, I muted quite a few people this weekend it was a it was a happy. banner weekend for the mute button yeah I don't know. yeah a lot yeah. of a lot of dopes um no I would I'll
2: admit I have I have quite a few in the mute
1: I button. I've I have one person that I've ever blocked on mm-hmm. Twitter uh and that's because they dm'd me like essentially threatening me uh because of a bad pick that i made uh so i decided that maybe that's not a person that i need uh you know being able to freely contact me um and i haven't used the mute enough now i'm i'm really really starting to enjoy it so
2: i yeah i the only yeah the only account i've ever blocked a former employer which you know you, you just have to do sometimes yeah. So yeah. It, happens. Yeah. it
1: happens. Well, we have, uh, we had sort of a, a lackluster, um, you know, finale of the regular season. Uh, I had a, a Horschel ticket. So obviously Jim Herman, uh, just, just the force that is Jim Herman had to, uh, had to catch up and end up taking down the tournament on Sunday. So that was, uh, that was not at all tilting. Um, and, uh, we're just, we're moving on. We're not gonna, we're not gonna discuss it any, uh, at any more depth. Um, we have the Northern trust this week. It is back up at TPC Boston. Uh, I guess it's been, I guess a couple of years, two years since, uh, we've seen TPC Boston for this event. Uh, mm-hmm. slight, very slight, uh, driving distance advantage, but feels like a week, Uh, or a course I should say that can, you can kind of see a different, you know, uh, guys going about the attacking the course differently and, uh, still being successful. So, uh, I don't think there's anything too, too crazy, uh, you know, to just, just go for bombers or just go for, uh, you know, accurate guys, obviously approach game is important. Uh, if, if you didn't realize that that's a, that's a good thing to target.
2: Yeah. The only place I guess is the driving range where where approach is not important. But um,
1: (laughs) but I I mean, in all
2: honesty, like in in my my little in the research I've done here, um, there doesn't seem to be any one skill that one you know that a golfer really needs to be honing in on in order to perform well here. Like I know last week, you know, I like I wanted to talk about you know approach and driving accuracy a lot. Yeah. Cause it was that, it was just that type of course, but TPC Boston just doesn't seem like that type of place where, you know, it, like you said, it doesn't favor bombers, doesn't favor accurate guys. It's just, it just is. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, You're,
1: it's whoever, yeah. whoever is doing what they do well, the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think you have to, like I said, I don't think you have to go crazy limiting your player pool necessarily because of, uh you know, length versus accuracy, not a huge deal. Uh, somebody who somebody who does have uh, quite a bit of length, Mister Bryson Deshambo, up at eleven point one. Uh, seems like he's going to be pretty popular. I think when I when I wrote this uh when I wrote this outline, I think he was the top tagged golfer. I'm projecting him already for over twenty percent ownership. Um, what are what are we doing with uh, with Mister Deshambo?
2: Again, I just it just seems like the guys that are already really good are just going to be the ones that end up doing well here, which sounds like a really dumb thing to say. But again, because this doesn't favor any particular type of golfer, you know, it just seems like the the, the course is neutral and it's just the top guys that are going to do well. And Bryson probably going to do well here. Now is his around the green game as of late been good? Not really, but Everything else has been fine, you know, aside from that one hole we had, that one really bad hole we had a few weeks ago. Um, but do I want to pay 11100 for him in such a stacked field? That's another question to to, to ask yourself, right? Because okay. there's a lot going on toward even the bottom of this, like the mid, the mid and the bottom of this salary spectrum here. There's a lot going on. So I don't know. And even like even even in the eights, I, I don't know. Do you want to pay eleven thousand one hundred for?
1: Um, I mean, I'm I, fine with it, but I yeah, can I think against it. I think that it will likely, um, it will probably hinge more on his ownership projection than what I'm actually, uh, you know, whether I I feel like it's a. I, I think it's a fine price. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could you could obviously make you could make reasonable arguments. Um, for probably any of the top five or six in this field to be eleven thousand or higher, so I, I, I don't really feel like I need to I need to split too many hairs about the price. Um, yeah. If you're if you're following along on the stream right now, I, I just put up the range of outcomes app. Um, overall, I, I think he's probably you know probably fine. Um, if his ownership for whatever reason slips into that like 16 to 18 percent range then I could see myself uh, going a little bit heavier on him if he pushes up towards more like 20 22 percent which is where I have him at right now uh, then I'm probably just going to match the field uh, or maybe you know 80 percent of whatever his ownership is and uh, and feel fine about it like I don't with this many top guys right at the top of the salary range, I don't really feel like I need to, uh, I need to eat a ton of chalk. It's not like, you know, it's not web Simpson last week where, uh, you, you feel pretty, the fade feels pretty thin like this. If you decide to just fade the top two owned guys above 10 K, um, I think you can still click on, (laughs) on good names. So I don't really, I don't feel too strongly. Um, I think ownership will probably dictate it. Uh and for what it's worth right now, I have him, Thomas, uh, Bad Rory, and John Rahm as like basically neck and neck, like right around twenty to twenty-two percent each. Um, if ownership concentrates a little bit more on one of them, then I'll I'll probably end up fading uh that person. Otherwise, I'll probably uh you know, stick to around their projected ownership and try to make some bigger plays, uh, take some bigger stands elsewhere.
2: Yeah. It sounds like I just, I mean, in general, I guess that's the approach, right? The the approach to just be because of, because of the field we have. Um, and did they ever figure out the cut? Cause I know, weren't they struggling with the cut rules this afternoon?
1: Um, I, saw,
2: I saw some conversation on Twitter that,
1: yeah, I think I know. thought data Golf tweeted that out for some reason. Yeah. I would I know I think the confusion is coming because after this event, the the next playoff event is down to 70 people. Um So I think maybe that's where some of that confusion came from. Uh, unless I'm just completely, you know, talking out of my ass here. I, I don't see why it would be. Uh, why wouldn't it be sixty five in ties like the like the rest of the events? Yeah, I, don't know, um, I
2: don't know. There was just some confusion earlier today. Yeah, I think, like here. I said, I
1: think that I think that that's probably why. I think it's because uh, after this event, it goes to seventy. So people were talking about had seventy in their mind and maybe misspoke or or miswrote something. Um, a person who. For sure, does not have to worry about about silly things like cuts. Mister Jason Day at ninety three hundred, yes. uh, just just really just like turning back into like good Jason Day. Uh, you know, we it, I wrote it in my article. Like it's so easy to just like get you know sort of get lost in the uh, you know the withdraw jokes and everything else. But like this dude won like eight tournaments in 2015, 2016. Like he, if he's even, you know, three quarters of that now, yeah. like that's, he's, he's absurd. He's, he's had four straight top 10 finishes now. Um, in, in the power ranking model, uh, I don't even, I don't think it's fully caught up, uh, to how good that Jason day is currently playing because there's, uh, you know, a heavy component of it is last hundred rounds. And in those last hundred rounds, there's a lot of shit golf that Jason day played. Yeah. Um, but you know, re- more recently he's been, he's been excellent. Um, I, I don't really have, I don't really have many bad things to say, uh, about day this week. I think he's going to be super popular. I'm thinking, uh, more than Bryson. I think he'll probably be higher owned than anybody above 10 K. Um, and he might be the highest owned golfer on the slate to be totally honest. Um, yeah, that was going to be
2: my, that was going to be my follow-up question. You know, would he be in your eyes, the highest owned golfer? So I guess so. Right. Um, yeah.
1: And, and I, this feels very, this feels very webbish from last week. Like you have to, you go 40% of his projected ownership or you triple it. Like, at least double it like this is he's uh, where you have to take a stand this week I think
2: yeah I mean this is even worse I mean in terms of the ownership it's even worse than web right because you know with day he's only 9300 web was 11,100 last week I mean that that $1,800 price difference you know that's less of that's less of something you have to think about and more so you just have to lock him in and, and build around Right? right? How are you going to differentiate with the other five guys? That's how I see it, right? Because I don't see any golf reason to fade Jason Day. I see an ownership reason, and I see a, you know, being different from the field reason. But that, that's it, right? That's yeah. all I have in terms of why I would fade Jason Day. So, you know, figure out your other five golfers, or just don't play <laughs> at all. Is the only thing I can tell you. in, in Yeah, all honesty. and
1: he's he's got a nice early uh early thursday tea time um which i personally uh you know i'm not talking like weather adjustments here i'm just talking about like life adjustments I, i feel like getting out there early on thursday um just sort of sets you sets you up a little bit like i know a lot of guys like to pick first round leaders only from the early thursday wave um depending on the weather, but yeah, I think that, I think day is a smash this week. I think I'll be, uh, I'll be heavily overweight on him, even though, again, like I said, the, the range of outcomes app, or if you're looking in the optimizer, uh, at his power ranking score, it's not going to, it's not going to fully reflect like how strongly I feel about him, but that's just cause I don't, I don't go in and manually adjust anything. The, whatever the model spits out and the simulator spits out, that's just what goes into the apps. Um, So yeah, I feel, I feel quite good about Jason day this week, which, uh, which has never, which has never led me to a tilting weekend before. So I'm sure that's never let anyone
2: to any kind of tilt or anything (laughs)
1: at all. As I'm saying this, I'm just picturing myself like Friday night, just being like, you're so stupid. Like you fell for it again. You you fell right into the Uh, trap. (laughs)
2: Yeah, it happens. Happens to the best of us.
1: Yeah. So, all right. So, those are those are two of the more uh buzzy guys this week. Obviously, there's a ton of guys uh in this field that that people are talking about because it's the top, you know, 120 or I guess Vaughn Taylor pulled out, I think, so the top 124 guys from the season uh lots of good golf being played throughout the salary range. Um so definitely uh, definitely a, a lot of guys to chat about all right before we get back into the show i want to uh, tell you guys about one of our new sponsors thera one cbd from tight muscles tough workouts signs of aging to simply making it through each busy day everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore so everyone can benefit from thera one cbd products Started by Dr. Jason Worslin, Therabody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions. That's the important part, the natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. It started with the revolutionary Theragun percussive therapy device. When Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD in his treatments, he created TheraOne to bring you CBD products done right. A lot of CBD products claim or to be organic, but they still contain up to 30% filler, and some of these fillers are potentially toxic. You can use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover. You can use the body balm for targeted relief, and they even have a sleep tincture to drift into a deep night's sleep. Now through Labor Day, which is Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products but you have to go to Theragun.com slash BlueWire. If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back for a full refund within 30 days of purchase. This is not something that they are likely to do again. Buy one, get one free at Theragun.com slash BlueWire only until Labor Day. So go right now to Theragun.com slash BlueWire and get your buy one, get one deal today. Which brings us to our matchup, which is of course presented by BetOnline.ag. Uh, we have Rory McElroy, bad Rory, versus John Rahm, uh, both at minus one ten. Um, I just figured this would be this would be a good opportunity for us to to chat about these two guys before we uh, made our way through the rest of the field. So, um, we we can't do our just take the plus money deal. Yes,
2: I, I can't just blindly take plus money. It's very unfortunate they're uh, they're charging rake on this one. <laughs> but um, in all honesty, I'd rather go Rom over McElroy just because. I mean, if anything, yeah, obviously the Saint Saint Jude was really bad, um, but I mean he won Memorial, right? So you got to take that. And Not bad. yeah, yeah, and I, I with Rory, it's like I can't can't trust him right now can you no i mean even if you're going to talk about a one-on-one matchup i can't trust rory over john rom right now yeah at least that's me right and if they're going to be if you're going to give me the same price on him you know minus 110 on both sides then i have to go Rom, right because he's just a little bit more consistent across the board right now
1: yeah, Rory is sort of like the opposite of Jason Day in the in the power ranking, because like it hasn't caught up to, you know, the disappointments that have been that have been frequently coming through. Uh, I I wouldn't personally, you know, actually uh, bet this. There's there's a slight advantage to Rory uh, in the simulator. But again, I, I don't think that that fully accounts for um you know rory has just been finding uh you know avenue after avenue to uh to fuck things up lately so yeah <laughs> I just i i don't i don't know how you you confidently click on him uh you know typical typical t- uh cop out answer uh is you know it wouldn't surprise me if he won but yeah. <laughs> you know that kind of deal mm-hmm. like of, of course like if if everything clicked for rory he competes in this field uh you know Ha, ha, like as as often as he plays in it so uh assuming we see the same rory that we've been seeing i uh, i feel pretty confident taking the rom side of this uh despite what the what the simulator would like me to do
2: yeah i mean if we were talking about pre-covid i mean if because pre-covid i mean rory was just on fire right yeah but then it. I mean last time he even cracked the top 15 was the travelers so it's almost been two months with them yeah and it's like with rom you have something a little bit more recent to be like okay he has some form right so i I don't know my my take is just rom over rory in that situation if you're going to give me the same price if you want to look at it from a dfs perspective it's even more so rom i mean it yeah, it's even more so Ron than Rory because of the eight hundred dollar price difference, right? I, the only, yeah. yeah, I mean, and it, basically
1: okay. the same ownership as well. So
2: yeah, if you're gonna give me the same ownership, give me a cheaper price, and a guy who I think can do better.
1: And e- even the the worst that you could say about this is that they have the same amount of upside, right? Like that's the yeah. worst thing that you could say. You can't confidently say. That you prefer Rory's upside, um, as yeah. as of right now. So yeah, which
2: would again just give it to John Rom if you're going to yep. say
1: same upside. Exactly.
2: For eight hundred dollars cheaper. So hard to Rom for me
1: there. There we go. All right,
2: we can we can talk about guys up top here if you'd like. Let's. Yeah, let's do that. Um, it's hard to ignore for me. It's hard to ignore Morikawa, right? Uh, Calvin at ten thousand two hundred. I, what he's gonna have the same ownership, or or uh, the same ownership as the other guys in this in this range?
1: I would, yeah, I would say maybe maybe a l- a little bit less than those four that I listed earlier. Like the top right. three and Rom are probably you know eighteen. To 22%, or 19 to 22%, right now. And he's probably closer, like 16, 17.
2: Yeah. And, and with Morikawa, it's like if if it weren't for an all time for him, worst putting performance, we'd be talking about four straight top 20 performances. That includes two wins, right? In, in his last four tournaments, right? So for me, he's definitely. One of the hotter, if not the hottest, golfer in this field, right? So that's why I'd say Morikawa, especially at reduced ownership. I would. I'm. I'm going Morikawa at at ten two. If you're gonna tell me, you know, take someone from ninety five and up. Yeah. What about you? Where are you? At?
1: Yeah, no. I, I think that. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think. Uh, again, I think that Webb is going to be under owned uh, at 9,500. I don't, I don't hate that. Uh, obviously played very well last week. Um, and you know, he can, he just has so many, he has so many outs, right? Like he, he can, uh, he can do a lot of different things pretty well. He doesn't like completely wow you, uh, necessarily on just one thing. Um, but he's just you know he's just steady all around the the projections like him obviously um, pulling it up now uh, up on the stream for those of you watching um, just real really high peak uh, right around say like a top you know seven to ten finish uh, which again for for this price I think is is really good um, so yeah I think that Web. Uh, I'll have a pretty heavy dose of web this week and, um, I'm like debating, uh, it, th- this is just really tough for me. Like I, I really, truly want to just lock in day, um, you know, as we move down here, but like can't lay at half the ownership, uh, and only a 100- hundred and a hundred dollars cheaper, uh, just feels like. It feels silly. Like, I feel like we're going to come back here next week and be like, why the hell was Patrick Cantlay only 13% owned?
2: Yeah, that makes sense with with a guy like that. I mean, he's... What has he done? Hold on. I just want to check the strokes gain number recently.
1: Yeah. No, I I agree with that take. I mean, he's had... You know, he's he's made I think twenty-four straight cuts now, something something along those lines. Yeah, last um,
2: cut missed was the players last year.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh so yeah, that's that's pretty good. Ten of his last twenty-nine events have finished in uh at least top tens. Uh and honestly, like I said, like Jason Day right now has has so much uh, has so much buzz and is going to carry such a decent chunk of ownership that it's almost impossible uh, for cantley to get super chalky unless everybody just flips and and pivots like that. Um, and I think Reed is going to be super popular uh, at 9K and Finao is going to be popular at 8,800. So, like, how the hell does Cantlay get get ownership? You know what I mean? Like, it just yeah. seems silly. Uh, so I'm going to play a ton of Cantlay. Uh, honestly, I don't really hate a, a Day-Cantlay combination. I don't know how popular that's going to be either.
2: Well, I mean, if you're going to tell me that Patrick Cantlay is not going to be that but that highly owned, um, obviously Jason Day will. I mean, that's undeniable. But, I mean, people are going to pair a Day with other golfers, right? They're going to pair him with a female. They're going to pair him with a Tiger Woods, right, who obviously we'll get to because how can you not? Um, but yeah, I mean, they're going to, they're going to pair him with other golfers. And if you're going to go Cantlay, then you are going to make yourself contrarian in other aspects because Cantley's a little bit more expensive than some of the guys we just mentioned. And, you know, guys are going to, um, or like the, the rest of your lineup, you might have to pay down in another spot. And that's how you even you know, further make yourself contrarian from the field. So I mean there's a trickle down effect to yeah. to having a guy like Cantley.
1: And it's it's easy enough to to find, you know, like low low 7k uh value. I think there's there's a decent chunk of that uh this week and even in the high sixes. So yeah, I'm I'm having a hard time getting away from Cantley anytime I tried to build a lineup. Uh, it was it was very difficult not to uh, not to consider him. So mm-hmm. Cantlay is like the guy this week for me. Makes
2: sense. Uh, we can go. I mean, we can go even further down here in the line, and we can talk about Tiger Woods because I mean, I, I understand the female chalk, right? Because he's getting his stuff back together. But I, I mean, I, I mean, Tiger's always going to be chalk when he's on a slate, right? But it's like, I, I how mean, much? well, he was, only, I, well, he wasn't that owned. Yeah. Could be wrong there. Because he was, he was only 10% owned at the PGA championship, like 21 of the Memorial, 10 and a half at the Genesis. When he played yeah, that.
1: I would, um, Yeah, I would take, I would take the under on 10%. Yeah. So.
2: Uh, <laughs> Skyward with the comments. Um, but anyway, um he he doesn't come into this tournament with much Yeah,
1: the
2: the, the, glo- <laughs> the Glover chess. <laughs> we're think...
1: getting there. Yeah. I'm sh- I'm sure we're getting there. <laughs> did chess even make the playoffs? I didn't uh, he, he didn't, I didn't see him.
2: <laughs> I can I can do a quick look.
1: And <laughs> now he did. I'm That's All
2: right.
1: Way too expensive. My oh, guys. All
2: right, we're getting there. We're getting there. Don't you worry, we'll have our takes. Um, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to Tiger, he's not giving us a whole lot
1: to be. No, why are you even doing this? Don't let's not be this show.
2: No, I want to be this show.
1: I don't want to be this show, honestly. Like I really don't. I don't care. I like that... nobody's playing Tiger. It's it's for a reason. Like let's just yeah. let's just keep going. All right.
2: I just want I any any excuse I have to mention that he lost ten strokes at the Genesis is is all I need.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, I, I love Tiger as much as anybody. Uh, love Tiger. I'm not I'm not clicking on his name this week. Uh, if I'm if I'm looking for somebody in that range. Uh, yeah, I I would click on everybody uh, around him. Fleetwood, Scott, Casey, Decky, Finau. Bur- like, I never play Burger. I'd play Burger over yeah. him. Um, yeah no um, well, let's talk normal. about decky. Let's talk about decky.
2: I think Decky's worth mentioning because I mean if there's only if there's one thing to talk about with this course it's that putting I mean obviously putting matters anytime you golf but like it doesn't seem like putting is as important here as it is at other courses I right. I, I, I do remember is this this seems like one of the easier courses for putting if I'm not mistaken. I wouldn't yeah, call I mean, it easy and, relative to like normal people, but like to them. To no,
1: I think professors. I think te- the the course in general is just kind of like, like I said, like you can attack it a bunch of different ways. You can, uh, you know, you can you can hit a lot of greens and have you know putt poorly. You can do the opposite and scramble a bit. You can bomb it. Uh, and have some some pretty easy approach shots you can be short and accurate and have some good long like you can do anything here and you know decky uh decky is never going to be a strong putter uh i have a, a top 20 on him i'm debating maybe a top 10 as well um because i just i just feel like it has to it has to happen at some point right
2: yeah, I think a top ten as well within his range of outcomes, especially because he approaches so well. I mean, he gets off the tee very well. You know, especially when we talk about relative to this field. Um, I mean, he does everything else well, but it's just it's always the putting, right? And at a course where putting might not be as important, or the putting is easier at this course than other courses, then I think it's worth looking at Deke as like a guy to play, right? especially if people are going to be pissed off about him, about uh, previous putting performances.
1: Yeah, no, that's yeah. Uh, yeah I think he's going to, he's definitely going to be under owned uh, right now. All those guys that I listed uh, a minute ago, I have for higher ownership, Berger, Reed, fee. Now, uh, Casey Scott, <laughs> Hovland's going to be more owned than him. Like, he's him and tiger. Like if you want to go ultra contrarian, just play him and tiger uh, in this, in this middle tier. And, uh, and you can eat all the chalk you want elsewhere.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we, when it comes to lineup construction, you really only have to be contrarian, like two spots. You can eat chalk everywhere else, but it's just like, if you have two guys that are 10% owned or less, you're giving yourself a unique lineup. Unless you're playing like the, huge huge tournaments then maybe you might have some duplicates there but like, if yeah, you're gonna I mean, play a single entry lineup if you're gonna play in a single entry tournament and have like two of those guys you're fine
1: not only that uh if you're if you're playing if your two contrarian plays are uh very close to each other in salary you're also uh less likely to to get a dupe because people just don't build that way like there there aren't a lot of lineups in any given week that have uh you know two guys with the same salary like the that last click is always like oh i have 9200 left now so i'm gonna go here and it's very rare that you have two two guys with the same this goes for for nfl too if they're very close in price uh, and ownership projection and you have them both, you're probably not gonna run into too many uh, you know, similar combinations anywhere.
2: Yeah, I can see how that happens because it just just thinking about the way that the optimizers work, right? They're always going to pick the guy that has a higher point per dollar value. And then instead of going to a guy that's like near him in, in salary, it's gonna drop down drastically or it's gonna go up drastically. Right. You know, depending on what you're talking, you know, looking at there.
1: And then if you if you do that and you, you know, make your lineup forty nine thousand seven hundred, like you're not getting you're not getting duped anywhere.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ways to to make a lineup unique. Thanks. I
1: I prefer personally just picking bad golfers uh, and, you know, then nobody nobody else rosters them. So I'm I'm usually pretty safe with my uh, with my shitty takes. But yeah. That's um, also a way to,
2: to go there. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's it's nice and easy. So uh, it, the other thing, just quickly, is it's Scheffler week. Uh, is he can be as, tall? as per usual. Um, I think he probably gets out, out-owned, out-rostered by Hovland. Uh, maybe by Scott. And then like Horschel is going to be more than him. So he's kind of in a nice in in sort of a nice range there uh, where I don't see his ownership getting uh, too much higher than like 11 percent, 10, 11 percent. And I just think I just think he's a smash like he's he's trending in the right direction. He's played. I know he had a little a little hiccup, uh, but WGC he came in 15th. Uh, The PGA Championship, he was tied for fourth, I think. Um, you know, super strong top heavy fields and he was still able to compete. Uh didn't play last week, obviously. So I think we're uh I think we're in good shape uh with Scheffler this week. I wrote him up as well.
2: Yeah. So I mean I, I understand the Scheffler play, eighty one hundred. Um I mean we can even go further down. What about a seventy eight hundred dollar Gary Woodland?
1: that, I mean, when, me, when am I going to say no? Yeah.
2: I mean, to me, that just sounds too cheap. Like, yeah, I get his last two tournaments haven't been great by any stretch of 57th and a 58th. But even before that, Memorial, he was good. Uh, Work Day, he was good. Uh, Charles Schwab, he was good. You know, if you want to go back to June two months ago.
1: Um, yeah. And, I, and also, good, yeah. With with Gary, like you're always, we're talking about, oh, should you know, should we target distance guys or should we target accurate guys? And you know, like he has one of the best combinations of both of those things. Uh, yeah, he's on got court. a switch
2: he can turn off and on there.
1: So, um, yeah, I mean, you're like, what the hell? What am I gonna say no to Gary Woodland? Like, what are we doing? I just wanted to throw it out there. Horschel okay. is gonna be higher owned, uh, and uh, right below him, I think Wolf. And answer will be more highly owned. So uh, he won't be like low, low, but I would I I see it pretty difficult for him to get to double digits uh, unless, you know, things switch this week. Makes sense.
2: And then I also want to talk about because I think he's too cheap, really way too cheap as well. uh, Harris English. Yep. What do you think about because I I know he's had his issues. Right, because what? I mean, issues, I guess, relative, because like 23rd at Wyndham last week. nineteen I mean, top yeah, 20 I mean, across
1: the board. You would I mean, have liked to see a better finish last week in that Yeah, field. that's what I'm saying.
2: Right. But, like, but, I mean, still, you have, what, five straight top 25s, four of them top 20s, and then, you know, he's, him at 7,600 just seems way too cheap for what you're getting right now. Um, maybe maybe it doesn't carry ownership. I don't know, particularly. But he would I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he'll be too chalky, right? So that that shouldn't be an issue.
1: No, he'll he'll be somewhat he'll be somewhat owned, like you know, nine to nine to twelve percent in that range. That, that doesn't
2: concern me. Though. I mean, no, if you're gonna say nine to twelve percent, I'm fine. I'm not gonna have issues there.
1: Yeah, I mean I think I'll probably I'll have a decent clip of him, uh, but I think I am unloading on Sung Jae Im this week. Sung Jay. Well you want to talk about some Sanjay? I mean, what's what's not to love? Well I think this price is stupid. Like the cut equity that he has uh like far far outweighs uh seventy seven hundred dollar price tag he and he's annihilated,
2: not- he annihilated that course last week. Eat yeah, throat, I mean, T to green, holy shit!
1: Yeah, it's it seems like uh, you know, like he's going back to uh, how he was playing, you know, last year through uh, through the beginning of this year, and I just think I think that price is stupid, and I'm going yeah. to play a lot of them. Yes, uh, I mean, I think just by nature,
2: a lot of these prices when once you get to the mid to low tier are just going to be absolutely ridiculous, just because just because this field is, is loaded, right? right? I mean, on a normal week, is Sanjay 77? No. Is Harris English, what, 76? No. right? Is a guy like Doc Redman just coming off of a third-place finish going to be 7,400 on a normal week? I don't think so. And and because of that, all these guys just really cheap. So I just feel like I don't think you're going to have too many concerns with ownership down here. And that's what's going to be really great about this week. Like you can get some of these chalk guys at the top and, you know, even dipping into the, into the hot, like 85 and above, you know, but once you get down here, I don't, I don't foresee anything too crazy in terms of ownership. Cluster, like Cause they're all just spread out. They're all socially distanced if we want to use relevant terms
1: as they, as they should be. Um, yes. yeah i i think that after uh i my cutoff right now is sort of uh redmond where i'm like i feel i feel pretty pretty solid um after that i mean i'm having a i'm having a hard time like i'll i'll just rattle off a couple of names uh that i have you know, considered going pretty heavy on, but obviously it's, you know, it's Tuesday night and a lot of the lineup building, uh, is still has still yet to happen, but going down, uh, from there, I think that, uh, Tom Lewis is interesting to me. I know he didn't have the best week last week, but, uh, we talked about him, uh, with sky on the show. And I think that he's just like waiting to waiting to burst onto the, uh, the scene here i think that uh kograk is in play i think connor's is in play even though he's uh struggled a little bit recently i think that patrick rogers 6500 is just i mean what are we what are we even doing here uh and a real real deep uh i don't know i haven't really heard a lot of people talk about him i don't know if he's sneaky or not but adam shank I think is at 6,100, I think is a a pretty good flyer this week.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I look down here. If you want me to talk about Chez or Glover, um, of course, I always want them to do well. I'm always rooting for them. I like the glasses off situation here. Um, But, you know, the only, the hell is happening here?
1: No, go ahead. All right, I'm just I'm just gonna close my eyes for a couple minutes. I just want you to vibe out, right?
2: Um, but yeah, you know, wanting me to talk about Ches and Glover, it's like the only weeks that I really want Ches is weeks where we prioritize driving accuracy over distance, and then approach over anything else, because those are the two things he does really well. And there's courses where you can take advantage of that, right? He took advantage at it. An advantage of it at WGC St. Jude, right? He took advantage of it at both Memorial and and the Workday Charity, right? Because those are courses you can do that with. This isn't that place. There's it. This isn't like I said before. This isn't a course that favors anything statistically or or skill wise. Um, you know, Ches. Again, I'm rooting for Ches, but I don't see him doing well. And then. Glover hasn't made a cut in three tournaments. And then before good? before that, he was doing okay. Like, he was getting some top 25s, which if he did that at this price, obviously he would pay it off. Um, but I'm not confident in anything there. So,
1: again, I'm rooting for them, but... no, well, he's in I'm the tiger not- bucket, is what yeah. you're saying.
2: Yeah, I- I'm rooting for them, but I'm not. I'm not expecting anything good. I'm not expecting them to make the cut. In all honesty, um, again, just because they, they gotta. <laughs> He's trolling me. He's not even. I gotta love get after him on that
1: one. I love it.
2: I'll, I'll find something on, on on Twitter on Twitter. For
1: for those of you listening, yeah. we're laughing. Uh, Sky just <laughs> hopped into the chat and said his power went out for the last three minutes <laughs> and asked if he missed anything. So we're uh... if you we're doing well.
2: But if you want me to talk about a guy down here, and I'll just... One. I kind of like Richard Rensky, And that's like a... That's not a strong take. It's kind of just like he's 6,500, and if I need something down here, I'll take that stab. But there's just so much in the 7,000s that I don't feel like I need to go here unless I really want to stack up on like 9K and up guys, uh, which I don't Feel the need to, yeah. so uh, I'm kind of avoiding like, s- that under seven thousand for the most part.
1: Wait, Bryce Garnett made this, like, yeah. What I are we doing? What are we doing here, guys?
2: Because he, I think he took advantage. I want to say, yeah, he took advantage of that full swing. That's and that's the problem with the play. Like, if you want to talk about problems with the playoff system, if you want to rant about it. You know, these guys like, I mean, wait, 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 what happy golfers that that it out in in September and October, you know? And that's
1: how this happens. He's made like six out of 16 cuts or something. Yeah. But again, if you don't make half your cuts, like this is the same thing in the NFL. Like if you are under 500, you shouldn't qualify for the playoffs. If you make less than half your cuts, you should not be in the FedEx Cup playoffs. I'm sorry. Like more power to you, Bryce, for for gaming the system in uh, you know, your uh, your T eleven at Mayakoba. Uh but yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a tough scene when you have a lot of guys who uh you know are probably a little bit more I mean what should I just this?
2: should I just get out there in October and November, and grind it out and make the playoffs?
1: I mean I would I, if I were you I would try to like break 170 uh before that I, but I last, yeah
2: I my last round was 151 so you know what that's, I'm getting there
1: that's not something that halfway you should there. say out loud I'm halfway there. How is that even possible
2: Well you know you get some white claws going do you play you with like
1: body- like defender like do are people like hurting you during this no, the, the issue with my
2: swing... I figured this out. The issue with my swing is, like, I don't go up necessarily. It's been, like, going out on the All backswing, right. and it messes up the, the, the club. It messes up how the club head, hits the ball. All
1: right, well, let I me... That's
2: the problem I've been
1: having. Let me let around. you in on a little secret yeah. about golf. Your backswing doesn't matter. It just matters where you start coming down from. Like, if you watch, if you watch anybody... Uh, Wolf or Furick with all these wacky hovlin with his f- stupid like triple pump driver shit that he does lately. Uh, yeah, just just get in position at some point.
2: And I guess that just hasn't been happening. So that's how I end up shooting 151.
1: I just, I can't imagine, I can't imagine playing 18 holes of golf and, uh, and sticking with it. I... Um, through a 150. That's, uh, and I'm not, I'm not like yeah, a Sky scratch or on anything, but geez.
2: Skyward. Him and I are on the same level, apparently.
1: Yeah, no, you should, you should definitely, you should definitely play him. Um,
2: yeah, but, hey, Skyward's in the Philadelphia area. You could um, do
1: like, you could do like a points bet thing, uh, however many strokes uh he he goes under 150 you'll uh you'll owe him something I, i'm
2: down i'm down for this
1: i just wanted firmly on record right now as well that i was like all right tonight like let's just let's get in and out let's do like a, a neat you know neat and tidy half hour show get the people get the people excited and uh, for the playoffs, and it turned into a forty-five minute show because we gave golf tips and Twitter tips.
2: I mean, hey, when I when I plan on doing a golf show, I want to do all the golf, not just fantasy golf, golf.
1: <laughs> yes, we will. Uh, we'll be back with uh, lessons for lessons for Evan last week. Yeah, actually, uh, if you if you go and uh, rate and review the show, you can drop Evan a uh, a swing tip in the review uh and we'll we'll read some funny ones if uh if anybody made it this far in the show
2: yeah really. <laughs> if you made it this far god bless
1: all right let's uh i already alluded to mine cantlay and eam are my two uh my two cash locks this week who you got right, yeah
2: we're going yeah, we're going um i definitely want harris english to be one of mine uh 76 is just ridiculous um I would say Doc Redmond, too. I mean if for as far as cash is concerned as far as this, you know, anything under 10k is concerned, it just seems like those two are way too cheap for what I think they can do. So, there we are. Cross step.
1: Cross step. There you go. From Curtis. Well, thank Curtis you knows me. these things. Curtis is classy, man. We got to I, uh I'm not I'm got, not
2: doubting we, you on that. I will we gotta, I will look into this.
1: We gotta get uh, we gotta get Curtis Curtis on here. I used to do the Yahoo show with him, and uh, used to be used to be v fun. So
2: I'm All going right. to Top Golf on Saturday, so we'll figure. Oh it my out. God! Stop with the fucking Top
1: Golf shit. It's so <laughs> stupid. Just well, you just don't want to play pay, golf.
2: You don't want to pay fifty dollars to golf at night with just uh, go play golf. Drinks?
1: It's like. like just go golf you uh, top golf isn't helping if you're shooting 150 evan like this is not
2: like what's happening once i transition from the turf on the on the uh driving range to the actual grass goes downhill that's all i can
1: say. all right well thanks for (laughs) thanks for joining us as always guys make sure you uh you hop in the listener league and uh we will uh we'll talk soon